Hello there, welcome to another Lit Bits, a, a bit let, um, a mini Lit Bit, slice of, of Lit Bits. Um, we're here with Dinah Rowe, star of a recent Lit Bit on art, and she's here to read a, a suitable poem, which Adam Smythe and, and I, James Kidd, will respond to um, al fresco and, and unprepared, in the nude, as it were. Dinah, away we go. Okay, this poem is called Musée de Beaux-Arts by W.H. Auden. About suffering they were never wrong, the old masters. How well they understood its human position. How it takes place while someone else is eating, or opening a window, or just walking dully along. How, when the aged are reverently, passionately waiting for the miraculous birth, there always must be children who did not specially want it to happen, skating on a pond at the edge of the wood. They never forget that even the dreadful martyrdom must run its course anyhow in a corner, some untidy spot where the dogs go on with their doggy life, and the torturer's horse scratches its innocent behind on a tree. In Bruegel's Icarus, for instance, how everything turns away quite leisurely from disaster. The plowman may have heard the splash, the forsaken cry, but for him it was not an important failure. The sun shone as it had on the white legs disappearing into the green water, and the expensive delicate ship that must have seen something amazing. A boy falling out of the sky had somewhere to get to, and sailed calmly on. Okay, very nice. Um, okay. W. Jordan. So, I, I'm struck immediately by the extraordinary sort of confidence of that opening about suffering. They were never wrong, the old masters, how well they understood it. Did they actually understand it? I mean, is, is this what suffering was, which is a kind of almost accidental indifference to it, that we, we had no idea what's going on with these sort of grievous injuries, which is clearly true when you think about things like the Holocaust or these major sorts of um, horrors that, that we experience. But I suppose it made me think about something like September the 11th, which we were talking about in the green room, as, as is our wont. Um, that actually we all knew what was going on. We were all intensely aware of, of the kind of suffering that was happening in that building, even if we couldn't necessarily describe it or identify with it exactly. We were, we were aware of it. It was strange, actually. I, I, wouldn't, I normally feel very in tune with it, but today I feel, I feel like I need to wrestle with organs. Organ? Uh, <laughs> what? Dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I need to wrestle with, <laughs> wrestle with organs right, slightly um, and, and take... Issue. Well, it's a funny movement. The, the kind of the shape of the poem is that it starts out with this almost kind of metaphysical pronouncement, or, or, or this confident, as you say, assertion of, about the suffering. They were never wrong. The old masters, how well they understood its human position, and then it kind of retreats or pulls or, or focuses in on the particular painting it's mm. talking about. And you would always expect a poem to kind of traditionally be structured the other way around. It starts off as a reading of an image and then comes to that bigger moral. But it's sort of inverted in that way. And I've always liked this poem a lot until I saw very recently the painting on which it's based, which is the, this Bruegel, Peter Bruegel um, Icarus painting, which is a brilliant painting. And you see this comical pair of legs on the bottom right of the painting disappearing into the sea. Um, and it's a very funny painting, like lots of Bruegel paintings. But it did make me think that, that Auden's poem is simply um, a description of that painting and um, seems kind of rather diminished when you put it next to it and much of what he says you can get, get perhaps from looking at the painting. Well so what kind of suffering are we talking about? I mean ultimately it's what, isn't the Icarus story to some extent the story of a kind of human hubris, a desire to, to strap on a pair of wings and, and, and fly 
like the birders, I believe, or Kelly once put it. Um, <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's a strange kind of suffering to be describing. It's, I wonder what exactly that we're meant to be feeling so sort of so, sorry for. Exactly, and I think the Icarus story is a sort of a kind of less resolved and less less clear cut narrative than the version of it that is filtered through Auden's poem. I mean, it seems to be this. Auden is, is doing what is always problematic, I guess, in, in poems about paintings. That is, he's kind of reading it and he's interpreting it and he's telling us what it means, ultimately. And, and, that, and, and that maybe that's why we kind of, I think, both have a certain level of irritation about it on hearing it, because he is telling us how to read a poem and, and how, to respond to, or how to respond to a painting, rather. Well, one of the things that Bruegel did that's important that I think he picks up on um, is he focuses not on mythological subjects but on kind of peasant culture mm -hmm. and what's going you know, realism, what's kind of actually going on in the world and not just these great sort of heroic feats. Could it be the peasant suffering actually we're talking about that in some ways if you're too busy trying to sort of earn a living and um, or, or you know your pigs just got diphtheria yeah. that actually you're, you're not going to really be that bothered by some rich tosser who's decided to strap some wings to itself. <laughs> The thing, I think the doubt I have about it, that I really like it, I get irritated that it's telling me what to think about the painting, which is one thing, but there's another way in which it feels like a radical de-centering of priorities, a kind of, an act of kind of relativising. So, so we, we, we thought certain stories of suffering were the real stories, but if you pan left a little bit, there's a children playing on the ice, mm. or there's a horse scratching its backside despite the fact the torture is doing what it is. But these fi those figures still remain trivial figures. That's, that's their value for Auden in the poem. And, and so it feels like he's inverting the order of what's important, but actually the horse yeah. is significant because it's a trivial horse, and the children are significant because their ice skating is trivial. And, and in a funny way, it seems to me, to, it ends up kind of affirming... Well, the doggy lives, which is perhaps one of the famous... which is a light verse moment, so it's... There's this sort of serious mode of, 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 of high tragedy, but then there's this sort of light verse mode. And as you say, I'm not entirely sure because of the grandiloquence of the opening that the poem quite overturns exactly. that hierarchy. But yeah. the date, let's talk about the date. So when, when is this written? So this is 1938. Ah. Which makes complete sense when, when you think about it. Yeah. But I, 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 I said, oh, I'm incredibly confident. I, I, I think it must be a, a mistake to... To kind of look at this, you know, sort of one way or the other, he's mm. overturning it or not overturning it. I think just like, just like the Bruegel painting, it's kind of ambiguous mm. and ambivalent. It's got both these moments, and you're not sure. My French is my French is is, is poor oh. or pauvre, um, but <laughs> Beaux Arts suddenly becomes slightly ironised then again. Mm. But uh, the idea of this is this is somehow about beauty, that to some extent the, the idea of Icarus soaring through the. But this is about humiliation and inelegance. That that sort of is it the, the, the white leg. Funny little white legs dangling. Over that there. someone may or may not have seen. So the significant moment that becomes mythological is actually of, of supreme indifference to people living their life. Well, I think really, if we go on much longer, um, we will try the patience of, of most people. But please let us know what you think by uh, following us on Twitter at LitBitPod um, or visiting our website um, LitBits.co.uk and um, join the conversation. Until next time, take care.